just want to welcome you to WFPK. Laura, it's been a while since we've seen you. Um, in fact, last time we saw you, you were living in Los Angeles. Is Where are you, where are you now? I, I live in London now. What, what took you back to London? Well, it's my home, really. And um, I had my little rumspringer, <laughs> and now I'm back. Right. How was your time in the States, though, when you, when you were here? How did that go, and why did you decide to live in the States for a while? Well, I thought I'd take advantage of my ability to do that, which I was very privileged to be able to do. And, um, and I had a great time exploring the country fairly meticulously for four years, um, though I was ma- mainly based in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an extraordinary it's an extraordinary and very confusing place. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was great fun. I remember when you came through Louisville, you, it was just you and your guitar. And mm. I guess you were just, you were just touring on your own. I was, I remember being kind of surprised by that because you'd done a few albums and had major label support. Uh, was that your, was that your own choice? Yeah. Um, it was my own choice. Uh, I, well, it's sort of a mix between my own choice and, and economic necessity, as mm. is everything in life. Um, uh, but it was, yeah, I did a lot of touring that year by myself. It was good fun. The uh, new release, Semper Femina, is an absolutely gorgeous album. I got to hear it in its entirety today. And uh, it's just a beautiful record. And is I know that you had a record deal with Virgin Records before. It was like a, you had to produce, what, five records for that? Yeah. And is this, is this the first one not associated with that? Yeah, this is the first, uh, yeah, self-released record. What was different about that? I mean, just for you, what's what's been different about being able to just release it on your own? Well, um, it's actually not that different. Um, uh, I, I was very lucky with my with my last record company. They were, I didn't sort of bother them very much, and they didn't bother me very much, and it, that was quite a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, now we just have you know more understanding and creative control over everything, and and that's that's great. Um, and the slight uh, awareness of financial responsibility is quite an, actually quite a weird thing to experience <laughs> if you're uh, you know making having to quantify um, you know economy with uh, creativity is weird for anybody mm-hmm. and uh, so that's the that's the sort of like harsh reality of it <laughs> but uh, but yeah that I think didn't really affect the, the outcome. Can you talk a little bit about the title of the album, Semper Femina? Not, maybe not everybody knows what that means. Uh, Semper Femina means uh, always woman, and it comes from the uh, Virgil quote in the Aeneid, which was verium a mutabile semper femina, which is fickle and changeable always as woman. Mm. <laughs> so you, you shorten the title there a little bit then? Yes, I thought I'd just keep the always woman bit. <laughs> How come? I mean, why why did that speak to you in particular? Well, I, I'm actually sort of by a happy accident because I went to get that phrase tattooed on my leg um, when I was 21 and it didn't fit. Um, so I just, <laughs> I just, a last minute decision just had Semper Femina and then did the translation and found out that it was always woman. Um, and I was like, ah, there you go. Very nice. And why did you why did you make that the uh, the title of the album? It felt like I mean after the fact after writing the record I did I listened back and I thought this is all about 
understanding femininity, which which wasn't a great surprise to me because I, I, I had been really interested in that in the last couple of years, and um, so and 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 sort of not being afraid of the the intimate intimacy with which you have to look at yourself and other people when you, when you're exploring the, that kind of theme. So um, the sort of authoritative Latin felt appropriate for a title. Why do you think you've been thinking about that? I think um, I think it, you know, I, I, it, in a very wide, broad sense, I think the what what the state of the planet is currently seems to be a misunderstanding and disrespect of the feminine, and uh, and an imbalance in the, in that respect. And that's a very broad, very pop psychological thing to say, but. That that interests me, and on, on a more, on a more personal level, uh, my generation, sort of this, uh, just slightly uh, older than millennial um, generation, trying to scrape together their identity through gender, um, through this externalized or, uh, in some respects, internalized understanding of their persona, um, and I think that's interesting that the post baby baby boomer generation are um trying to add these little accoutrements to their persona based around their gender and their their, their balance of masculine and feminine i saw a quote where you said i've started to find women beautiful and i was wondering mm. what 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 did you mean by that i meant by that yeah that that, that sort of quote on its own sounds sort of whatever <laughs> but the i mean i mean that like tr- like truly beautiful beyond an aesthetic sense, you know. That I I began to find the feminine in- incredibly beautiful, just as just as I found the masculine to be incredibly beautiful, I, in in their truest usefulness and purpose. There, the and I think because of because I considered myself a forward thinking liberal person, I, I I imposed a sort of political correctness about what is acceptable to consider a feminine attribute. Um, because in some ways that compromises our idea of equality mm-hmm. that that we sh- you know that there's that equality means the same whereas actually i think what's what's much more important is to see things as they are differently and that and i think that applies to culture as well as um as well as masculine and feminine to like really see the difference and the beauty in that difference and the individuality how did you know when you had an album because i mean this is this is sort of the theme running throughout Semper Femina, but how did you, I mean, did you start out with this title? Were you thinking, I want to write about these particular issues, or you you were just, you just, I mean, how's that process work for you? Uh, yeah, I never, I never sit down and think I want to write this particular thing, this particular way, but it does, when it does come out, it comes out quickly, so, I mean, this was all written in three months, and that was after, you know, that that was while I was touring and it was after a year being in LA sitting and ruminating on all of this stuff. So, um, and then the, but I think the final song to be written for the album was the song called Noel and that has the, has the line Semper Femina in it. So mm. it sort of all seemed to tie together and that felt like the last song that needed to be written for the record. So that was that. And And Blake Mills produced this one? He did, yeah. Yeah. How did you all how did you find him and how did how did that uh, relationship begin? 
I don't know how we found each other, but but I mean, I'd been a huge fan of his for you know since his first record came out, and he's but he had, he had a kind of legendary status among the sort of music cats in LA, um, and and he, as he does across general music world, and um, and it was cool. It was the first time I'd started a kind of new relationship with a producer since I was nineteen. And he was immediately very intuitive and very extremely capable and creative and um he's buzzing and alive with with ideas and and a and a and a broad palette of of sound and melody and it, it was really really brilliant did he take a any particular song that we could listen to say, and you feel like that was something that he really you know, contributed to like his his signature is on that in some way or shape. Yeah, well, the opening track "Soothing" is it was my is my first and only co-write, and it is with Blake, and wow. it's got it's got Blake all over it in terms of tone and that bass line, and you know, it's just yeah, amazing. It's amazing stuff that, that that's beyond uh, you know the more than the sum of its parts in some ways, more than I could have done on my own. Would you have liked to have written more with him? I think, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really in music for that reason, to, to write with other people. But that was, but that was a unique experience because it was, I, I mean, I'm so happy with the way that turned out. But I don't think I'd ever actively pursue writing with other people in that way. That song also seems to have kind of this um, orchestral sort of feel about it too just with the it's you know strings and the way it swells and uh it's a, just a beautiful song mm. yeah well the strings were uh were by you know done by another genius guy called rob moose who who is equally as extraordinary as blake where where do you write normally laura is there a particular place that you like to go to write or you do you are usually in solitude or I usually actually write best um, on tour, so and and it tends to be uh, in the room next to the room full of people. So <laughs> sort of like next to next to signs of life, um, but definitely isolated. Um, and that does seem to be just the right condition for for writing. Why do you think that is? Does that harken back to like when you were a kid and there were people in the house and stuff, or? Yeah, I've actually never made that connection. That's probably exactly what it is. I think it's like a, <laughs> it's a strange kind of like voyeurism, or um, maybe because I had two older sisters and I was sort of slightly vying for the attention of my parents. So I was <laughs> slightly aware that I could be overheard. <laughs> are they musical too, your sisters? They, uh, my, they, they, they are. They're, they're creative. They're not. They're not working uh, musicians, but they, um, they're both very creative. What about your parents? Are they musical? My dad, yeah, my dad's very musical. He taught me to play guitar, and uh, he used to run a studio. Oh, wow. That's a, rec- a recording studio then? and Yeah, exactly. Huh. And and uh, what did he do with this? Was he the producer for other people, or did he do his own recordings? And He did his own recordings. He was a songwriter for a while, and then he was an engineer and, and ran the studio. And my mum ran the residential side of the studio, the, did all the cooking, and... Um, and yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, it shut down when I was very young, mm. so I don't remember it. But they had their little their little thing going. 
Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, about public radio because we're currently doing our spring membership drive. This is when we ask folks to become members and support their listening and support all the great music that they get to hear on public radio and WFPK. Um, I was curious about your thoughts about radio because as you're on you're on you know sort of the other side of it in terms of you're the one creating the uh, the content that we are sharing with everyone, and mm. I was hoping maybe you could share your thoughts a little bit about public radio and what your experience has been well I I, um, having lived in America for a little bit I couldn't believe how amazing public radio is and I've traveled you know in a in a car all around the country and and listened to all the different public radio stations and and I remember when I first you know when I was living in America I I was like telling people how obsessed I was with with <laughs> national public radio, mm-hmm. and there's the there's a sort of like a there's like a perceived snobbery about <laughs> public radio, mm. but I, but which which I I, I just I, I I couldn't encourage people to disregard more because it's so vital. Like there's nothing like public radio that um, exists in England. It's such a vital source of really interesting, diverse subject matters and like. The fact that I get played on public radio, I never get, you know, never get played on the radio in England because there's no diversity in radio. Um, so I'm a big, 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 big fan. You don't get played on the radio in England, you say? I mean, I get played on very specialist radio. Okay. Um, but generally in England, the radio is all very mainstream, hmm. um, which is which is totally fine. Hmm. Um, but yeah, public radio. All I do is listen to. NPR podcasts and <laughs> the radio <laughs> and the BBC too or and the Beeb yeah, yeah. I love a bit of a little bit of Beeb right well uh, Laura thank you so much for spending some time with us today and again congratulations on a, a beautiful album Semper Femina and we hope that you will tour through the states again and come see us in uh, Louisville Kentucky at some point we would love it great thank you very much <laughs> 